Welcome to this Independence Week edition of the Modern Times Podcast. We will return to our normal Monday releases July 18th. Hello everyone and welcome to the Modern Times Podcast. I am Ryan Scott, an editor-at-large at Modern Times Magazine and also an entertainment writer uh, in general. And uh, specifically today we're going to be focusing on movies. We're about halfway through 2016. Been a bit of a mixed bag as far as the year goes and I have a guest with me today. I am with Mr. A.M. Rogers. He's a film student and also a the former host of the Video Exploration Society podcast, which is all about movies and just kind of the general love. Uh, so anyway, uh, how are you, Raj? How's it going, guys? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, so we, we used to do a podcast together. Uh, uh, the we, Radio we, Adventure Club. Radio yeah, Adventure Club, and you, yep. were, you were with the Video Exploration Society, Society for a while with our good buddy Henry Lozano. Yep. Um, you were very good at talking about movies. and it's, uh, it's a passion, yeah. And you're one of those people that sees enough stuff that um, around town that you know we could, we could have a, a, an adequate discussion about where we're at. <laughs> Yeah, um, the only person I think of that watches more movies than me is you, so, yeah. Sure, sure, yeah, and that's got to do with my job, though. Yeah, so I mean, like you pay to do it, so yeah, obviously sure, sure. you do, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so so we're, like, halfway through. It's been kind of an interesting year. That's for sure. Uh, I mean, like, I'm really enjoying a lot of the movies, like, I'm seeing this yeah, year. Yeah, for the most part. But in terms of, like, overall box office is going to be down this year. Oh, yeah. You know, um, Disney is just continuing to... Well, just they have a stranglehold on all the major franchises. Stranglehold. Star Wars, Marvel. Just well, that's all you need. Why don't to make we start? A lot of money. There's a lot to talk about. Why don't we start there? Okay, so just going down the top grossing movies of the year so far. Right. And if anybody who is less familiar with how things work, Disney currently owns Marvel. So yep. as in all the Marvel movies, which that are, are always the big, the big yeah, crap. the Marvel Studios movies. So all the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff, they, except for X Men and Fantastic Four right, and all but, that. Stuff. But that's with Fox. But but still, so yeah. but, but they own. They they own uh, the rights to a lot of franchises people don't even realize because now they've been doing all these live action uh, updates of their old animated movies, which are all doing really well. Nice. And they own Star Wars. So this year, the top three grossing films of the year so far mm-hmm. are Captain America Civil War, a mm-hmm. Marvel movie which is owned by Disney, Zootopia, which was a completely original film not based on anything and grossed over a billion dollars. Was that by Pixar or was that by? No, that was straight up just Disney, a Disney proper. Wow, okay. Yeah, and 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 then uh, and then the Jungle Book live action a- adaptation is real close to a billion as well. Wow. Okay. So they have, I mean, they're running the table, you oh, know, in, in yeah. terms of, I mean, because that's over three billion just those three movies. Jesus. And you know they've they've got a lot of room <clears> to run. So um, and then also you look at Finding Dory having only been out. Uh, a, a couple weeks is at 538 million, good for number seven for the year. God, uh, d- down the list a little bit, even though it was considered kind of a flop. Uh, they have Alice through the Looking Glass has made them almost 300 million dollars. Um, that, that corrects me. Of a flop is 300 million dollars. Well, it cost a lot of money. The first one made like a billion. So That's you know, right. you know, That's so right. so it. it but yeah, I mean, it, interestingly, what you consider a flop these days. Yeah, it's like if it makes less than five or four hundred million dollars, yeah. if it's a box office smash yeah, like that, it's just it, not. It all kind of depends what you spent on it, what the expectations were. Right. But um, but so I can't think in any time at any point in movie history, from what I know of any single studio having that kind of. Not since, like, the very beginning of cinema. Yeah, like, you know, that, even at that time, it was like the big four, you know, like, you know, the Re- uh, RKO, right. 20th Century Fox, all that stuff. But things I mean, were like, so different back then. I mean, people went to the movies constantly, but it was also, like, you know, you had actors under contract. Yeah. You know, just burning, you burning exactly. movies. Exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly, yeah. It, it was just such a different, I mean, God, just in the modern age, it's amazing that someone's even been able to get that kind of a stranglehold on things. Right. Uh, do you think, all right, now, because Disney, I mean, look, I've seen... I saw most of those movies. I saw know. the movies on the list except for as Utopia. Yeah, sure, sure. But uh, do you think it's too? Do you think it's too much for Disney to sort of be? Because I mean, they also well, yes and no. Because I mean, the, the, the list of movies you listed off, uh, they are high grossing, but they're actually very you know critically acclaimed too for the most part. And I actually enjoyed watching all those movies you right. listed. Right, I've enjoyed everything I've seen that yeah, they put I, out. Like, I know. mean, if it, if the, as long as they keep doing a great job making the movies, I mean, uh, does it really matter who owns it? Sure, sure. I just, you know, yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. But, you know, because I guess we'd be having a different conversation if the quality wasn't there. Yeah. But it seems like they've been really putting their putting their eggs in the basket of making sure the stuff is Ex- good. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I mean, obviously, a monopoly on, on, in anything is not a good idea. But, I mean... The quality's there, so I really can't argue with the results. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's. I mean, I guess it's worth dissecting a little bit then, because Captain America: Civil War was the highest-grossing movie of the year. Oh yeah, by far. Uh, the twelfth 
I think, movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, you think... I think it was like 13. 12 or 13. Yeah, it's, right, so I mean, it's, it's around that, that area. You know, uh, everybody jokes it's Avengers 2.5. Yeah. Um, a lot of people felt Age of Ultron was a little disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked it, but... It, it, it's I was a, so confused. A little bit, yeah, it's definitely a little bit too much going There's on. There's a lot going on. Now, Civil War, there was... As much going on, but for whatever reason, I was able to follow it better this time. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Like I personally felt like it was, you know, you know me. I'm one of the biggest Marvel fans. Anybody? Oh yeah. You know, but but it, man. But even for people that aren't, it just was such a well executed. Yeah, the, the pacing was great. I mean, that they introduced a lot of new characters, but they weren't like you know forced down your throat. Like you know, sure. it was just like it was just a, a well rounded movie. Well, yeah, the joke everybody's making is within 30 minutes, like Captain America: Civil War gave us the best Spider-Man movie we've ever had and it was Basically. only a 30 minute chunk of the movie I don't, I don't know about that I mean the first and the second ones there's uh, the original Spider-Man movies yeah. are still up there for well me. the second Raimi one is the second one's great incredible but yeah. but, it, but I mean really though that was some excellent I mean oh yeah and uh, you know Black Panther had a full arc you yeah. know and everything was and, and was well done and uh, but but I mean yeah it was pretty it was a pretty kind of staggering accomplishment I thought to 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 be able to take all that, balance it well, introduce these new characters, not confuse anybody. Really, people that haven't seen every single movie in the Marvel movies oh, yeah, could have enjoyed it. You could just have hopped in, yeah. I don't know, and, and you know, for, and I personally, just looking at the release schedule for the rest of the year, I don't see anything making more money than than. Uh, no, I really can't see anything either. I mean, Doctor Strange might Do- bounce out the bottom of the barrel, but I mean, yeah, I really can't see making more movie, more money than no, Silver War. No, no, Doctor, nobody's more excited for Doctor Strange than I am. But I think that at best, you're going to get a Guardians of the Galaxy kind of gross out of it. Right. And at worst, you probably go around Ant-Man numbers, you know, you yeah. know, around that 450 minutes, which Marvel would be perfectly happy with. Yeah, it's but, fine. But, but I think, like, if it turns out to be really good, it could be sort of that surprise that Guardians was, yeah. make around that 750 million range. I can see that being a little more realistic, because, I mean, everybody loves Baron Cumberbatch. Like, everybody loves that well, guy. Well, ca- and the cast of that movie stacks. He's, he's always been, like, if you look at his, like, his record, he's a pretty good box office grab, too. So, I mean, I think I think Oh, for sure, right. for sure. And, and uh, you know, I think we'll learn a lot more. Uh, Marvel's doing a showing in San Diego. Comic Con, so they're gonna they're gonna you know probably show a new trailer and right you know I think we'll learn a lot more which you're going to by the I, way I will be there I will be there um, so uh, but but yeah so we'll we'll see how that goes but so I think I think we're gonna leave the year with with Captain America Civil War being oh yeah definitely being, being the top definitely uh, but but on the flip side of that another movie that uh, you were talking about box office flops. At, currently at the number four spot with eight hundred and seventy two million dollars is Batman v Superman. I didn't see it. You, oh, you never went. Okay, I didn't want to see it. All right. So interestingly enough, though, but you've heard everybody. Oh, it's a flop. Yeah, but eight hundred seventy-two million dollars. Right. But with a production budget of two hundred fifty, nice. plus or two whatever insane plus all the marketing. I mean, yeah. you know, the first movie in cinema history to feature both Batman and Superman yeah. should have easily sailed to a billion dollars. Oh it yeah, should have just been. You know, so that that's an interesting thing too, though that that any movie that makes that kind of money can mm-hmm. be considered a flop <laughs> in any metric. Yeah, I per- I didn't see it personally because I just of all the things I heard about it, I was like, this is not something I would enjoy. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, it's been done to death. We don't need to tear it apart. You know, it's been, but but it, it it disappointed me greatly. And not to be a dick, but I always found Zack Snyder to be kind of a boring director. <sighs> you know, I, there. Th- I mean, Watchmen was uh, was is one of my favorite movies and. He made it kind of boring. Yeah, yeah, favorite books you mean, and then he made. I'm mean, sorry, yeah, favorite, yeah. Com- favorite graphic novel made to, uh, to a movie, and then like the only movie I really enjoyed by him was um, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, you know, yeah. see, the thing is, I, I really like Zack Snyder, but I, I but it's 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 kind of like Michael Bay, where the circumstances have to be right. Right, I just you know. Um, well, speaking of Michael Bay, did you see 13 Hours, the movie he put no, out? No, I wanted to see it, though. Man, he might have put out his best movie this year, and really? nobody gave a shit. Like, it was really, like, <clears throat> it's it's an excellent war film. It plays to every one of his strengths. The cast is good. Yeah, Jim from The Office is in it. Jo- Man, John Cruz, can we get him a career, please? <laughs> right. uh, like, because yeah, I was seeing him on the trailer, I was like, this guy looks like an action star. Like, uh, God, and he's flirted with. He was the number two choice for Captain America. <laughs> he was. He I was. See that. He was auditioned for the role of Star Lord. Like, he's just flirted. Like, 
He's just right there in his grasp. Yeah, can we ser- can we seriously it. get that guy a career like like right. outside of gym from the office? Because like you know, yeah. he's probably not hurting. But I mean, <laughs> but no, he was great in the movie. I mean, I tell a lot of people it was one of those movies that really kind of sailed right under the radar in January. Right. And I finally saw it once it came out on blue, and I was sad I didn't go see it in theaters. By the once I saw it because it, it was a really really good movie okay I'll check it out because I mean uh, the last movie we did that wasn't like a franchise was a Pain and Gain, Pain and Gain. And I actually like that I really lot. like Pain and Gain as well yeah. Uh, but but yeah because he keeps getting dump trucks of money to oh, I mean, that's, I'm not movies. blaming him dude yeah, I mean, sure. he's rolling right now sure but but yeah 13 Hours is one of those movies that I would that I would tell people like look whatever you feel about Michael Bay whatever if, if you hadn't heard of it I would definitely say like go see 13 Hours you're really good uh, are there any movies that flew under the radar this year so far that kind of that you kind of were like hey you should probably go see this uh, under the radar I guess um, I just recently saw The Lobster last night I'm, I'm not entirely sure that was under the radar at all but I mean it wasn't like a huge box office smash <laughs> sure sure like um, I think it got a lot of like indie credibility well, yeah. why don't you, because not, probably not a lot of people will, give us a quick little, like, uh, like because I wanted to see it. Yeah, so, but, it's, uh, uh, the, the Lobster, it's uh, by a uh, Greek director, I can't pronounce his name, so yeah, I'm he not going to Yeah, he did Dogtooth. Dogtooth, and, uh, which I saw on Netflix a few years back, is a very disturbing film. Dogtooth is pretty hard to get through. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a very disturbing film. Um, this is his first English uh, film. Sure. It has Colin Farrell in it, uh, Rachel Rice, John, uh, John C. Riley. John C. Riley, um, Q from uh, James Bond's in it. Yep. 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 Um, and it's, it's basically about this guy, um, uh, David, who's played by Colin Farrell, um, he breaks up with his longtime wife, and he has in in this society, this this dystopian society, he has to go to a resort, and he has forty five days to find a a mate before he's turned into an animal of his choice. It's a very strange sure. premise, but it works very well. Like the script itself is very awkward. It's just. It's it's uh, but at the same time it's very fresh. The entire time I was watching, I, I didn't know what was going to happen next. Which is, I mean, most movies, even indie movies, they usually have like a formula. They're like, oh, this is going to happen. This is going. This it's going to go in this direction. Right. But with this movie, I just I was shocked by everything that happened. I was like, I did not see this coming. And uh, before we started the podcast, I was telling you about the ending of the movie. Made me so mad, but it was just such a strong ending. I, I don't know if you'll like it or not, though. It's that it was kind of like. It's really up in the air kind of ending. Sure. Yeah, and you know that can be fine. You yeah, know, yeah. You know, uh, but uh, but yeah, but a lot of people that movie's got a lot of a lot of like kind of critical heat behind it, and a lot of people really liked it. Yeah, I could see it um, uh, being nominated for like original best original screenplay or something like that. Sure. I mean, even though the, the screenplay is very like very jarring and very not, it's very awkwardly written. I could see the way the, the way they actually perform the piece. I can see it being nominated for that. Sure. Uh, there's a couple. I would, Well, we uh, one we got to see together that I feel like didn't do well enough and it just should have done so much better was The Nice Guys. Oh, yeah. The Nice Guys was great by Shane Black. Shane Black. Amazing. Uh, director of Iron Man 3, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Um, has been uh, the, All the Lethal Weapon movies. Yeah, he wrote, wrote all those. Yeah. He's been a writer in Hollywood forever. Yeah. Started directing yeah. more recently. Uh, Shane Black, excellent, excellent. But he, man, uh, The Nice Guys was... Ryan Gosling, you got to see like a side of him you don't really ever get yeah, to see. Yeah, like a very comedic performance, and he nailed it. He nailed it. Uh, well, I, I I believe in him wholeheartedly. Like, well, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. but like I, I had my doubts a little bit because this was his yeah. first like real straight up comedy yeah, role, yeah. and it was he did a great job. Excellent, and then Russell Crowe, who we before we were going to see it realized hadn't really had anything hit in a long time. The last movie I remember hearing him that he was in was the Water Diviner. Yeah, the Water Diviner. Yeah, Diviner. And yeah. it was just, I didn't hear it was that good, so I never did see it. Right, and you know, he played, he had like the, the bit part Man of Steel, and you know, yeah. but but he hasn't had like a movie where he, and this was just like, you watch it and you just remember like, oh my god, that's right, this guy has every shred of charisma in the world, yeah. and and you know, I don't know, and it's just like, you, you just feel, I mean, it did okay, you know, okay-ish. Well, it didn't open the same time as Civil War? Uh, right around. And yeah, it, yeah, I mean, that was just dominating the box office. Well, the like, problem, the problem this year is, is, uh, like, even this, this weekend, right now that we're in, mm-hmm. um, okay, so you had The Purge 3 open, right. the BFG, the new Steven Spielberg movie, Independence Day last week. And Independence Day last week, Finding Dory is still doing really well. And there was and there was that new Tarzan movie that opened up this weekend. Right. So they had just... three three. I mean, The Purge is going to be fine because it only had a ten million dollar budget, and it you right. know, it's expect, but it's still doing really well. Yeah. Whereas like this poor Steven Spielberg, like the BFG got buried. You know, it only made like twenty million dollars, and it mm-hmm. had like a hundred eighty million dollar production budget. I mean, the same thing with Tarzan. I'm pretty. I've seen that. I don't know the exact figures, but I've seen like the trailer for it, and it seems like a very high production kind of. 180 too. million is what the reported is. Okay, so that's yeah. Yeah, so, I mean Sam Jackson doesn't come super cheap these days, you know. And no. Margot Robbie's in it, and uh, uh, who plays Tarzan? Who's that guy? He's uh, uh, Stellan Skarsgård's kid. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah what? Um, 
Alexander Skarsgård, is that it? But anyway, sure. yeah, anyway, so uh, he's kind of Hollywood royalty-ish. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, I, I've heard I've heard it's not great, And I, but the problem is, I mean, these are movies that really should be getting their own kind of big weekend frames. Right. Uh, save for The Purge, who could have definitely been counter-programming. To, but, I mean, mm-hmm. to open... You know, and again, we're finding Dory's going to win its third weekend in a row, you know, and, and that's, uh, you know, that sucks. And that happens a lot. Like we're like this, this mm-hmm. whole summer, it's felt like, how are you opening three or four of these movies at the same? Do you remember when we were kids and there'd be like, maybe like one big movie a summer? You remember that? A couple or just every weekend, you know, yeah, every something week or kind two. of big would come out. But now it's just, they're just constantly. But, and it's, and, and the problem is there just isn't. They're not spacing them out correctly. No, it's just all at once. I feel like there's room for them if you do it the right way, but, right. you know, like, you counter-program correctly, you know, because, like, you know, in a weekend, you know, if you'd open, like, Tarzan and The Purge were the two things that opened, right? Right. Totally different audience. Like, we're going yeah. to see The Purge tonight. You yeah. Know, like, uh, but totally different audiences are going to go, and and yeah. that would have been fine. You mm-hmm. can always counter-program like that. But and then there's BFG in the mix, and I mean, you know that should have that should have had its own weekend. I felt very bad for Spielberg. And of all the Spielberg movies that come out in the past couple of years, I'm not interested. At yeah, all. Well, but I but I've heard good things. You know, it looks. But yeah, I, I understand it's not directed towards you know my sure I, you sure. Know, it's not from it's not for me. But I just. It doesn't really seem like a, like a movie that Spielberg would do, almost. It seems kind of... It kind of has that Amblin feel to it, though. It sort of has that E.T. Little bit, sort of, a little I mean, bit. still doesn't even seem like, doesn't seem like in his wheelhouse at all. Yeah, sure, but he's also a guy who likes to try different things. That's and do true. Different things. That's you true. know, so and it's his first movie he's done with Disney. That's a big deal. Right. You know, like, so that should have gotten a little more of a fair shake, I think, than mm-hmm. getting buried between all these, you know, yeah. Disney sort of cannibalizing itself with Finding Dory, you know, taking... I, it's sort yeah. of... I mean, you can't blame. They have movies coming out of you know. They got to sort of do what they got to do. But right. but that's been something every week. Like when I because I was doing box office reports for Modern Times for a while mm-hmm. and sort of looking at like when the stuff was coming up every week. Like I, I just don't know where all these things are going to make make their money. Yeah, you know, where, like, where's all this money coming from? You know. Yeah, where like, where, yeah. You, where where how are you guys sort of you know gonna? <laughs> There's only so much money in the world. Well, and not only that, like the, you know, this weekend box office, you know, there was like a lot of you know a lot of, like it was just real spread out. Like yeah. there was a lot of money made this weekend, but it was mm-hmm. like re- you know, like Central Intelligence was like the, the the new Rock and the Heart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock and Kevin Hart comedy. Which was funny. It was good comedy. I enjoyed it. Hmm. Uh, but you know that still made like almost twenty million dollars, and that was like six or seven on the list. Wow. You know, mainly. So I mean, you know, it's all just real spread out. But yeah. that uh, that's good, I guess. But it's also sort of like, man, we got to cool this shit off a little bit. Sort <laughs> right. of, you know, I don't yeah. know, like, yeah, spread it out, guys. Or I forgot what it was too. The, like, or the, the, the one of the big flops that nobody's really talking about. The, the second Teenage Mutant, Mutant Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, yeah, did really bad. Um, it did. It's only made one hundred eighty-eight million total. Uh, and I mean, like a production budget was, you know, like 140, 150, you know, it was very. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, and, and you also got to factor in like the actual t- cost of advertising. Well, yeah, marketing. Marketing. Generally speaking, for a movie to break even, a, a rule of thumb is like it should make double its budget. Right. Is, is sort of a rule of thumb. Right. So it's not going to get close. Uh, so that's rough. Because the thing is, the production budget, for people that don't know what that means, is that's when cameras start rolling. Right. To the time that the film film is in the can, right? What that does not factor in is there's movies they there when you ever hear of a movies in development, yeah, that does not factor into the production budget. They're paying writers, they're paying you know mm-hmm. that, that is not <clears throat> a lot of that stuff is not factored in right. to the final cost. And then once a movie gets put out, all these TV ads, all these posters, all, all the press, the all press the press, press press tours they got to send people yeah. out on that gets really 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 expensive. So yeah. a lot of times, like you know, you hear. You know, a movie costs $150 million. That is only talking about the production budget. Right. You know, and then, so, I mean, these movies have to make a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. To, to, to sort of break even. And, and, you know, more you think about it, like, a lot of, like, the actual way they do press for movies nowadays seems a little outdated, right? Uh, completely. Because, I mean, the thing about because, like, I mean... Mo- the way like most people like uh, this is the way I like my movies too is that is through the internet you know um, I look up uh, like you know uh, ads and stuff on the internet and let's look at trailers on the internet I really yeah. don't like go on TV to find out what's what the new movie is right but not only that and I think I think interviews can be really helpful I yeah. think like but I think like what is more helpful to me is like if I hear somebody talking about their movie in great detail on a podcast or something right as opposed to like these weird little sound bites yeah, that they snippets. make yeah that they make these actors these poor actors sit through these months of ridiculous you know and every time I watch them they always ask the most stupid questions and it's always just right. something like you know like I obviously knew he was going to say that anyway right. about this movie I don't I, 
I, I don't like, really know how much that helps anybody. Yeah, you it, know? it just seems it's always to me it's always seemed really awkward. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, I uh, yeah. And as somebody who does that, like it's not you know I'm gonna get the interview. I'm getting to do some junkety kind of stuff. You yeah. know, in, in in the future, which is fine. But I prefer take a minute you know with somebody like I or at yeah. least try to I mean it's impossible like you know let's say you interview a guy like Tom Hanks you're never going to be able to ask him something he's never been asked well yeah straight up but but there's a way to handle it where it's not like so you know like yeah, yeah and and again I've never I don't think I've ever went and saw a movie based on one of those dumb yeah little, who's your big crush on the set? yeah yeah uh, how's who's the real Tom Hanks yeah there, there's there's but you know then there's some movies you know that, that got advertised to death and fell flat this year like Keanu the and Peel movie, right? Yeah, which I thought was maybe the best comedy I've seen this year. And really, made almost no money. Yeah. yeah. Um, interestingly enough, uh, The Conjuring Two right now has made two hundred and seventy-four million dollars. Really, it's the eleventh, twelfth, or sorry, thirteenth highest grossing movie, which is, and it had a production budget of like forty million dollars. That's amazing. you know, so I mean that, and we saw. I thought it was great. Oh, it's it's probably one of the, the one of the better horror films I've seen in a while. Like I was legitimately scared in that movie. Yeah, like, I, horror, le- I left the movie like nah. yeah, horror sequels. Um, and, and I mean, man, horror sequels are kind of a tricky, oh yeah, tricky thing to pull off. Uh, James Wan, he knows what he's doing. He's kind of sort of becoming like one of those guys. Like he's just like you know, yeah. He's I mean because. People may not realize because, like, maybe the mainstream people, because like people who are plugged in know who James Wan is now. But yeah. like, okay, so like he started out, he directed like Dead Silence that were, and then he directed Insidious, mm-hmm. and then he he's directed the first Conjuring and the second Conjuring. Mm-hmm. He moved on. He did Furious Seven. People right. don't realize that one point five billion dollars. Yeah, you know, of one of the best entries in that franchise, mm-hmm. a completely different thing than people thought he could do. Right. He's currently doing Aquaman. <laughs> you know, like he. I mean. He's I mean, of, uh, if you were telling me that anybody else would direct Aquaman, I'd be like, no way. But, he is but James Wan, I'd be like, okay. Literally the only reason I'm interested. Yeah. It's the same thing like when Edgar Wright was doing Ant-Man. Yeah. The only reason I was interested. Yeah, he did hand it off, hand off to uh, some... Well, you didn't hand it off. It was a bit more... Uh, well, Peyton yeah. Reed. The, oh, you mean the director of Bring It On? Peyton Reed? Yes, <laughs> yeah. Peyton Reed directed <laughs> Ant-Man. Uh, yeah, so... Oh, but God. He sort of just kind of got handed the ball. and look, yeah. I think he did an admirable job. I never did see it. It's, it's fine. It just, yeah, but, it's, but I... Ant-Man to me was never interesting. Yeah. Like, Aquaman is so incredibly lame to me. But, yeah. But, like, man, yeah, I start picturing James Wan doing, like, all this crazy underwater. Like, yeah, Jason Moore. Yeah. I'm immediately just like, oh, because of him. Yeah. You know, and again, he takes a horror movie sequel and gets it to gross almost $300 million. Yeah. You know, I mean, man, that is... That's impressive. That's imp- I mean, man, Warner yeah. Brothers just must be, you know, <laughs> so happy with him. Yeah, uh, but that movie though, just every, every, this everything worked. That movie too, like the yeah. sequences worked. Just the the the, uh, the, uh, the the girl. What was her name? The, the little girl. She was just. I don't know her act, but uh, she was fantastic. The whole ch- child acting is one of those things that can just wreck a movie. They really can. And he, man, I, that's the thing with like James James Wan and, and like all of his. Mo- oh, he did Saw as well. The first Saw. Oh, so that's you right. Look yeah. at, this guy is, I mean, a modern horror master. I mean, you, yeah. you're you're getting to the point where you almost have to start including him among like those names you know like yeah, the big names if you think about it too those are, that's, that's different kind of horror too because I mean uh, Saw is that, like that really gory yeah well and Insidious was was very different than and I don't know if you yeah. ever saw Insidious but I, I did it like a while when I first came I out I thought Insidious was great too yeah they, and then the, yeah, like the, just a straight up like supernatural horror yeah, with, yeah. Uh, The Conjuring and I mean that, those are different genres. Well, Dead right? Silence too is a movie that went totally under the radar, mm-hmm. and I think is a completely great. But it's, again, it's a totally different kind of thing. Yeah, it's one of those like horror movies that relies greatly on the twist. Yeah, and like the twist is like what you know, like and, and that's and, how the first saw was too. But I mean, it's totally different. Sure, genre. I mean, sure. Think of like the other horror masters of the, in the past. It's always they always kind of do the same thing. A lot of the time, yeah. Like George Romero is a guy who I sort of think, you know, yeah, did the same thing, but. Uh, Wes Craven, I think, is a guy that I think sort of did different things. But but yeah, I mean, it was kind of in the same wheelhouse, though. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but I, but but again, I think after Conjuring two, and again, another thing that was like really critically like that. That's the difference. So it's not just making money. Like people love his stuff. Like oh, yeah. you know, he like the Conjuring, the first Conjuring, because. Even, like, a good horror movie typically doesn't get reviewed out of the park. Right. Because, like, a lot of critics... I mean, the first Conjuring was a movie that most people were like, it's just a great movie. Like, yeah. And this is very similar to that, where a lot of people are like, maybe not as good as the first, but 
man yeah. Like, yeah you know and there was some stuff all I'll say is the thin man no crooked man sorry crooked yeah I'm talking about oh there was a sequence at the end of that movie oh yeah just that I wasn't even everybody else was scared I was like yay this is neat that terrified the crap out of me yeah it was super cool but we got so I just think that's impressive and it's worth noting that you know James Wan is just sort of further cementing himself as like oh yeah you know oh cool you did Fury 7 why don't you come back and you know he wouldn't have he did not have to go back and direct Conjuring 2 he could have just stayed on as a producer went and took some other big movie yep. but he was like, but he had like a reason to do this and he got great performances I don't know it's just that elevated because mm. that's the like horror you can churn crappy horror out and make your money you spend oh, yeah. five million bucks on it if it makes 30 you made your money back if yep. you happen to get a paranormal activity out of it and make a hundred million dollars you're golden but mm. but instead, James Wan says, "Give me a little more money, and I'll make you a genuinely good movie." Yeah, and well, I don't know. Like, I, I have a lot of respect for the guy. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, speaking of paranormal activity, like whatever happened with that? Uh, I finished up. Yeah, it's done. It, it just it's sort done. of kept. I liked the first three a lot. The, uh, the first, the, the first, especially the third one, I think was really I th- good. I think it was the fourth one I saw. I thought it was crap. Yeah. yeah well, no, they got bad. But yeah. but anyway, okay. So talking about horror, horror is like one of these things that that sort of gets. Hollywood seems to not respect it, yet it's the thing that consistently makes them money. Right. You know, it's the same thing with comedies, too. Yeah. Yeah, but but um, I, this is kind of turning out to be where it could have been a really good year for horror, because The Conjuring 2 was great. Yeah. Uh, the Purge, I have really high hopes for tonight. Mm. Uh, Lights Out looks really good. The new Lights Out does look really good. Well, you know, James Wan produced it. It was based on that short. Um, the Witch earlier this year was Oh, pretty, I really want to see that, too. Really, you know, so the, this is kind of tur- shaping up to be... Yeah, you like know, a, a really good horror uh, uh, year, like uh, critically and... Yeah, which is kind of fun because that that's kind of rare you yeah know, that, that's a rare that's rare air yeah uh I, and as a guy who likes horror I, it's just an interesting thing to note i think that you know you're gonna get and especially with the conjuring and lights out both coming out in like prime time summer spots and yeah. both the conjuring obviously destroyed yeah i mean it's money back it, it may, well i mean it, but but i think lights out's gonna do pretty well too and um oh yeah it's just interesting it's it's it just it's just sort of it's something worth noting i think yeah um so I'm just taking a look at look at some lists here about the oh, movies sure. from 2016 that were that I want to see or that I did see that were really good because I feel like I'm missing something. Well, one other one other one other one I think we need to talk about is the X Men franchise. Yes. Okay. So the X Men franchise is something that has been making Fox a lot of money since 2000. Since 2000, but. It's never, if people look at it, like up until X-Men Days of Future Past, Mm -hmm. none of those movies had made over $500 million worldwide. Really? Yeah, and I love, like, X-Men 2 to me is the godfather 2 of... Of, yeah, that's super. That's movies. like the that's like yeah, the basis of a good superhero movie it, is still. X2. I yeah. just watched it a couple weeks ago. Still, yeah, if it, anybody it holds did, up really good. It's incredible. But but so Fox has put out two this year. They put mm-hmm. out X Men Apocalypse, which based on my incredibly low expectations was fine. Yeah, I don't think that's it was what I've heard. I, like it's I, fine. I haven't personally. I haven't seen it, but everybody I talked to about it says it's it's all right. There are two sequences that are the the Quicksilver sequence is one of the best. Superhero sequences I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, I mean, film. Days of Future Past. That sequence is great. This too. one I liked more than that. Oh, it really? Was okay. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, and and there's a well, it's been long enough. A spoiler. Uh, there's a Weapon X Wolverine sequence that is. Oh, really? Full on Weapon X Wolverine. Yeah. Pretty cool. All right. Uh, but uh, but the third act falls apart. Whatever. But but the big one, Deadpool. Oh my God. Okay, so you are probably a bigger Deadpool fan than me. Why don't you sort of share your initial like? Well, um, uh, recently, before before the movie came out, I, I really got into Deadpool comics. But you know, that's by uh, what Brian Posehn and uh, Jerry Duggan. Yep. Uh, if anybody who, the quick aside, if you like the Deadpool movie and have not read comics and you're sort of looking to get into comics. The more most recent run of Deadpool, it's Marvel now. Marvel now, it's volume three of uh, Deadpool is fantastic. Yeah, truly, if you like the movie, you'll be able to like to open that first page of that first book mm-hmm. and be like, oh right, yep. Yeah, that's the very first graphic novel. I think it's called like Dead President. Dead President. And that, the entire, it's one of my favorite graphic novels. The whole, yeah, the whole right series is, is excellent. But yeah, um, but my first impression of it, because I, I mean, uh, I'm not a huge Ryan Reynolds fan. I'm, I'm gonna throw it out there like sure. right now, because I mean. Especially since his, his purest history with the like, superhero movies, he was Green Lantern. Lantern so yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know, but I saw it and I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I, I couldn't be happy. It was the dialogue was great, the action was right. great. And here's the thing: fuck, they, Ryan Reynolds had no life in trying to get this movie made for ten years. Yeah, for a decade. Like, and then uh, Tim Miller, who was an visual effects guy in some of the X Men movies, was mm. attached to direct. The Zombieland director said, "I mean, like, there was this core group of four guys that were like." 
we need to do this. Right. Anyone saw it, like that movie had to be rated R. Mm-hmm. Like if you've seen, but the, the studio was like, oh, I don't know, can we make our money on a rated R? Oh, oh we're all, okay. So they did it for like 50 million bucks. They yeah. did it cheaper, all right. Uh, now discussing, having just discussed the the, the, the the highest grossing movie in the X-Men franchise prior was Days of Future Past, very right. good. Deadpool, currently $783 million. For a rated R movie in general. For a rated R movie. It's That's a, insane. Only rated R movie that ever made any more, which was only a tiny bit more, was Passion of the Christ. <laughs> and, 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 and so, that so movie. what is so funny to me is if yeah. you look at those, the number one, Passion of the Christ and Deadpool. <laughs> uh, like, I mean, they're so similar, right? Yeah. I mean, and now my, my prediction for the future is going to be that list is going to look something like this. Deadpool 2, Passion of the Christ, <laughs> Deadpool. Nice little Deadpool sandwich That's, that's going what on. I think I like is that. going to happen because I think the second one's going to make even more money. Oh, yeah, because people actually know what yeah, it is yeah. now. Yeah. Well, I mean, and plus Deadpool isn't a really big hero in the cinematic universe up to this point. No. Now he's, a, he's established as a, as a cinematic, you know, kind yeah, of character. But, but it was, but not only that, it sort of proved like, look, do right by the people that want to see this done. Yeah. Make a good thing. Mm-hmm. People will come. Oh yeah. Like plain and simple. Oh, because yeah. Deadpool, even like like sure, comic fans. But I mean, it wasn't until the last like ten years that Deadpool kind of blew up, even for comic fans. Mm-hmm. But there, but there was something in there that's like that there is a version of this that people will love. And they made that. And they made that version. Yeah, because I mean, just the the character development, just the everything that went into this movie, the, yeah. the, the, the visual effects, everything was just great. The creative storytelling to sort of make it like you know, so you could make it for a fifty million. Okay. I think all the budget constrictions actually helped. Yeah, you know, but 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 I think that's fascinating though that that this movie they were so worried, mm-hmm. you know, about it, and. You just I don't know it just the doors it, off it's, it, it did it just and it's like it just kind of was almost like a, like a very um, pleasantly earned middle finger to Fox that they're like sure cool we'll take we'll take your bird you know yeah. like we're happy to have your seven hundred eighty three million dollars but it just. It, this all started too a couple years ago San Diego Comic Con somebody leaked that test footage which was pretty much a, a sequence that was almost page for page in the movie yeah and I, I rewatched that trailer before you know it came out like 30 times yeah yeah. it, it just it, it's just it's funny to me that you know and again like just little things like the suit mm-hmm. is one of the most faithful oh, yeah. adaptations of a superhero costume I've ever you know just little things like okay sure only the fans are gonna really care but that but like you're, you're saying we're gonna care about this thing yeah and people and that's how you make new fans that's how you make new fans because you're p- taking what's what's worked about this and, right. and not and not saying no we need to not like not like killing it by committee you know yeah. just sort of saying let's do this right and I mean uh, I'll be the first thing man I'm, I'm not as excited about the whole superhero thing as much as much as you are sure. I mean in the past, uh, to be honest I'm getting, getting kind of tired of superhero movies all the sure, time sure, so, sure. But, as soon as I heard that Deadpool was coming out, I was I think we went on what like opening night to see it. Yeah, like yeah, so I, I was I was excited. Well, as, as soon as that first trailer dropped, you're just like, which again is about a year ago, saying yeah. Comic Con, you're just like, right, this is at, yeah, we gotta this go. Is we gotta everything go. that we yeah. all wanted. This, this to is be. what I want a superhero movie to be. Right. Well, and again, it, it's because it, within the con- and, and I think that's kind of what Doctor Strange looks like to me. Yeah. Where it's like completely different movie. Yeah. But they took this character that nobody cares about. Nobody and, knows about. And and look like, and I mean, I'm a huge actor, and yeah. they just made this very faithful looking like, yeah. you know, because that first teaser trailer blew me away. The whole Inception thing and just like, but, I am so down. But what, but what blew my mind about that first teaser trailer, like they needed to get people who are not me on board. Oh yeah. And it looked like they were just doing nothing but fan service. Mm-hmm. Like that whole first trailer is just like telling me, a guy who loves Doctor Strange, yeah, this is the movie you wanted. And that's all. Almost strange to me because I felt like they needed to sell it to a bigger audience, yeah. but they were pretty much like almost telling me, "Dude, we got you." You know, like <laughs> you got your back, bro. But yeah. that's like, but that's what I feel about Deadpool too. Is they like yeah. told everybody, "Don't worry, we got, we got you." you yeah, know? and it's like that's what I think because like well, that's what I sort of felt about Apocalypse was that like it just was kind of like okay we need to sort of keep the wheels on this franchise and it's a little confusing now and yeah so they're going to like the whole weapon x thing next that i don't know what the hell yeah i don't know i i I don't know where the hell like where else did they gotta go the main timeline of that franchise is kind of messy messy yeah and i don't really know where they go from here but that was my problem i just felt like apocalypse was them just sort of trying to sort of keep pushing you know where it wasn't like because i'm with you i'm sort of tired of the just just pushing it out to push it out. Yeah. Like, give me a good exactly. Give me a good movie, and I'm and I'm on board. But exactly. But anyway, so I think that's that's worth noting that you know it's it, all these years into the X Men franchise, and Deadpool of all things is now 
far and away the highest grossing movie in that entire franchise. It makes me so happy. It, it does. It, it, it's sort of like... It's like the fanboys won. A little bit, well, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I always joke. I joke all the time with all everybody. They call it. I'm like, hey guys, we won. You know, like the, you know, <laughs> yeah. nerds like, you know, like I say all the time. Like my little brother can go to sh- school in a Captain America shirt. He's ten years old. Not get beat up. Not get made fun <laughs> of. You know, like that. That to me is, you know, I don't know. That that that's the part of this that it's I love. Funny because I remember when I was in high school, I had a Captain America shirt, and I'd be like, nerd, yeah, loser, yeah, and here I am wearing a Captain America shirt. But yeah, now it's it's cool. It's it's great. But anyway, so yeah, I know, I know. But that was worth because that's one of the biggest franchises in Hollywood right now, and it's just interesting that. A rated R movie that the studio didn't want to make because they were scared turns out, you know, to be million. to be the most financially successful movie of the year overall, based on right. what it made. Um, okay, so real quick, any other movies that you saw this year that you just want to like pl- be like, hey, uh, this was awesome. You should have seen it, or or anything. I'm surprised you brought this up yet. Uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. That's the one I was gonna say. It was yeah, Ten Cloverfield Lane. I actually did uh, rent it the other day, and I I liked it. Uh, I I think in my opinion it's one of John Goodson's best performances uh, period in the, pa- in the past year yeah period, I mean past period. past decade I, yeah period for me I, the only thing I can think of that kind of holds up from this decade is uh, Inside Llewyn Davis which had a very small role yeah. in but and this one he he's amazing he's, but not the whole Ten Cloverfield Lane is it's a it's a very spiritual sequel to it, but not only just the it's one of those movies that is so purely delightful oh yeah because it's just like how did this even get made you're just like this is the cool because like yeah. it's eighty percent of one movie and then twenty percent of something to, but in like a yeah. Twilight Zone episode kind mm-hmm. of way yeah. It, what I said about it is I think it's like it's the most expensive episode of the Twilight Zone like and it's I just like that yeah okay awesome though, like in the best way just yeah and, and the, the the twist at the end's great it's just it was a great movie. It makes it totally fun because like it, and that's uh, what yeah it's one of those movies I walked out of that theater with a big dumb stupid goofy smile on my face right. just like this was absolutely what I yeah liked. I felt bad I didn't see it in the theater because I, th- I thought it was just like a direct sequel to the last Cloverfield no. movie which I was not a huge fan of see I love the first Cloverfield it made me sick yeah, the, the, yeah the crazy some people can't handle the bound shaky cam, but, thing yeah you couldn't do it but but it's great it's it, it, 10 Cloverfield Lane is, is so it's it, I mean it made you know like 100 million yeah. you know it wasn't like a bit you know it didn't have a huge but so it made Enough money, it's fine. Uh, what's her name? The uh, the girl, uh, Elizabeth. Mary Elizabeth Winston. Yep. Oh, I love her. Excellent. Uh, but the other great. guy too. He's kind of a newer. Uh, oh yeah, it was we, real good. I mean, the entire movie was only like three people. Yeah, three, pretty much three. Three and a couple people there. A couple yeah. of very yeah. ancillary. Um, but I mean, it's a great character. But yeah, film. not enough people saw Tim Clover. Like I can't stress enough how like it, mm-hmm. it, any fan of sci-fi or like thrillers or if you like the first Tim Clover Lane, yeah. if you pretty much like anything J.J. Abrams puts his name on, like it, it's worth checking out. Dan Trachtenberg, you guys. Directed, I think that dude's got a bright future. I think I think he uh, he's because JJ didn't direct it. Right, I know he produced yeah, it. But Dan he... Trachtenberg is a guy who he'd only done like a short film. Okay, uh, but I I think he directed the hell out of this movie. Mm-hmm. I think that that he's got a bright future. Yeah, ahead of for, sure, uh, for sure, for uh, sure. And what's your favorite movie of the year so far? Do you have one? Uh, favorite movie of the year? That's kind of tough. Uh, I mean, the lobster. I just saw the lobster, so it's fresh in my mind. Right. But I think my favorite movie of the year is the, is the Nice Guys. Nice guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mine is a movie that. I I am championing like nobody's business. I mm. just feel like, it, it, okay. So so movies this year as much as I've enjoyed a lot of movies, a lot of city destruction still, a lot of like bleak everything sort of right. you know war movie. Everything's got this sort of just like even if it's great, it's like ooh you know just like you know so many dead people yeah or just you know whatever. Sing Street is a movie I got to see. Oh, I heard about. Oh that. my I, god, I, I got really to, wanted to see. I that. got to see it at Phoenix Film Festival. Yeah. Uh, and it is pure delight. It is yeah. it is a movie that is just so delightful and fun. It's mm-hmm. technically a musical. Yeah, right, right. Technically, it, it's a, it's about a, a, a right. boy that creates a band right. to impress a girl. Basically. So yeah, ba- and it's a simple premise. But basically, so it takes place in like the new wave era, like 1984, oh, um, okay. uh, Dublin, Ireland, where there was like an economic uh, a bit of a depression going on. Right. And so this boy has to start going to public school. Mm-hmm. And he meets, sees this girl, wants to impress the girl. Right. He's like, I'm in a band. He's not in a band. <laughs> uh, so he goes and, like, makes a band. And then the rest of the movie is them sort of, oh, we need you in our music video. And they start, so it's them, like, writing their first crappy songs. And then the movie is them progressing into, like, this actually very good. The All the music is phenomenal. It's the best soundtrack of the year. Oh, you wow. will not be able to not smile during that entire movie. It's got a completely satisfying beginning, middle, and it is 
just I, I can't even fathom a movie taking over my number one spot. I, really? I absolutely can't picture it. Uh, it's real close for me between like the top three for the year being Civil War, Sing Street, and Tinkle of Lane. But Sing Street mm-hmm. is just a movie that so purely delightful like just so I, I, I can't I mean I'm talking literally I can't picture anybody not liking it mm-hmm. there's no era of music I like less than like that period of the 80s right but it's just but it's just I don't know it, 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 uh, you'll go see it and you'll immediately I mean I swear the person I saw it with we both immediately were searching for the soundtrack like you just can't it, it uh, so it's on I believe it's on VOD now I think the hard copy comes out it's, uh, yeah it comes out this month it's uh, still yeah. in some theaters mm-hmm. I really recommend go, like in the same way when I saw Whiplash even though it was a small audience like yeah. you're really gonna oh, enjoy it seeing I love with, Whiplash yeah. right but but it's it, if you just wanna see a movie and just smile mm-hmm. and be delighted and be happy and just and just a great 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 movie mm-hmm. I can't I I, I really if anybody watched that movie, I didn't like it, or ha- I just I can't I can't picture it. I, okay. There's no I, I really truly can't picture it. it right. Just, it, 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 I, I don't know. Yeah. And a lot of people like I've talked to some film people like around Phoenix. They're like, yeah, everybody. And there's like a Phoenix Film Critics Society out here. Yeah. They said everybody in like that's their number one. Really. So yeah, it's it's just just excellent. Nice. So, so yeah. So is there anything uh, coming out through the rest of the year that you feel like that you feel like you're like really looking forward to? Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Rogue One, of course. Oh, my God. Uh, I've seen the trailer now maybe like six or seven yeah. times every time. It's like that. You get that alarm comes on. It's like Darth Vader whisper yeah, at the end. Like, oh. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I don't think it can be overstated how cool it is that this is the first Star Wars movie that is not in, like, the main... Canon, yeah. It, plus, okay, now here's the other thing about that is there... What m- people might not sort of, like, think about right now. Okay, uh, um... Uh, Darth Vader is without I think without compare the best villain we've ever had to screen yeah I without, can, without without question without no. question okay I mean so, you really, I really can't think of anybody else that really we are, handle that we are getting real deal Darth Vader in this yeah. movie yeah uh, um, um, you know the original voice returning it's it's not going to be a huge James role Earl Jones. James Earl Jones return to do the voice we are getting real deal Darth Vader uh, like one more oh time my God, I'm you so know excited. that that is a big 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 yeah, deal like people, I don't really I know people are talking about it exciting about it but I don't really know that people are like understanding how big yeah. of a deal that really is yeah, it was like a great cast too. I mean, oh my gosh, Felicity Jones is yeah, incredible. Forrest Whitaker, um, Forrest Whitaker, Whitaker uh, yeah, um, uh, Diego Luna. Who's, oh, uh, he's great. Yeah, uh, they have um, uh, uh, a very great um, martial artist. Uh, oh, Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen is in he's, it. Oh, I love Donnie. Yeah. Um, I love oh, Donnie uh, ben Mendelsohn too is playing the bad guy. Who Ben Mendelsohn is sort of been, he's on that show Bloodline on uh, Netflix. He was in that movie uh, Black Sea with. Uh, oh. Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn. Did you see Black Sea? Black Sea was excellent. And Black Sea was amazing. But but anyway, so that so but I, so I mean I don't want to do it to death, but like and it's Star Wars. It's not like we need to give any promotion to Star Wars. Right, but, you know the story. But Suicide Squad is another one. Yeah, I'm, about excited, I'm excited about that one. Um, uh, we talked about it earlier. I, I really wanted to see it, but I can't find it anywhere right now. Is Utopia? Yeah. Uh, now, just worth noting, some critics have seen Lights Out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it currently has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, uh, so for a horror movie that's on yeah, for, yeah, so that's uh, really crazy. Star um, Trek Beyond looks good. I don't yeah, know about yeah. great, but good. I, I want to see that. Um, let me see here. Jason Bourne, of course. Oh, Jason Bourne has come out this month. I really want to see it. Uh, Sausage Party could be interesting. I don't know about that one. That one's kind of. I'm I'm interested. Yeah, that one. That one I mean, Sausage Party great. is a big. You know, it's the first R-rated animated comedy oh, of that yeah. kind. I was, doing, I was doing some research for this podcast today, and it was this movie that popped out was uh, Everybody Wants Some by Richard Linklater. Yeah, that's that came out earlier in the year. Yeah, it came out earlier this year, and I really wanted to see that one. A lot too, of people I, really like it. I can't find it now. One other one other thing worth touching on. We talked about it just lightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, video game movies. Right. Ho- Hollywood has not really cracked the code on them yet. Like yeah. I can't. Warcraft was kind of supposed to be the thing that, like, did it. Yeah. Now, panned by critics, mm-hmm. fans seem to love it. Mm-hmm. Made almost no money domestically. But overseas. Destroyed in China. $430 million worldwide, highest grossing video game movie of all time. Jesus. For whatever it's worth, the Angry Birds movie was a video game movie. That's true. Also made a lot of money. Now, yeah. later this year, though, we get Assassin's Creed. Which I did see the trailer for, and I'm... Now, definitely interesting. Take Kanye out of that trailer; yeah. it's pretty <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah, but but it, it's it, you know, but the problem is it comes out the week after Star Wars. Oh God! And you know, it's sort of getting sandwiched in this pretty terrible 
Oh, um, another movie I was kind of interested in seeing um, is Swiss Army Man. Yeah, a lot of people are liking it. It looked a little too weird for me. Yeah, but, it looks but, really strange, but I, I, love, I love both the actors, Paul Dano and... Um, uh, sure. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe, man. Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe. God, Harry Potter, he's lovable. Yeah. He's lovable. Uh, yeah, I, you know, there, there, there's some... There's some interesting stuff. I, I think, is, is what's your most, because my most anticipated movie going into the year, mm-hmm. my top three were Civil War, right. Star Wars, and Doctor Strange. What is your most moving forward? Uh, moving your... forward is uh, Star Wars, because I've, I've been waiting for a movie like this for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Jason Bourne, I really, I really, really want to see. And that's like the, the two ones I was really excited for when I heard about. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Doc, Doctor Strange to me is far and away. So, um, uh, what do you feel about Ghostbusters? I think it's going to be a train wreck. You think so? I think it's, and I, I'm not, I, I was excited about the idea of so an all female cast. So was I. I love Paul Feig. Oh, yeah. I love everybody in that movie. Mm-hmm. I love, there's nothing about it that seemed, I, I, it just, the trailers have been bad. Yeah. The the new song is terrible. What uh, new song? The, the Fall Out Boy did like a, no. Oh, it's bad. It's really no. bad. No. Have you not heard this yet? No. Oh, it's real bad. That's uh, awful. I don't, I don't want to hear it. It's really bad. Oh, um, God. Yeah, so I think it's going to be a train wreck. I think it's going to make decent money, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to be a train wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel bad. I wanted it to be good. I want. I, I wanted it to be good. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know. No, but I mean, you know, some movies you get mad that it gets made, and you're mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like... Independence Day Resurgence is a movie that I was excited yeah, for. And, and I, I, I hate to do this, but I want to talk about some disappointments real quick. Um, oh, no, but yeah, Independence Day for me, far and away. Far and away. Far that, and away. Was, that movie didn't make any sense. Uh, no. I, I remember because I saw it with you, and I kept like looking over at you. I was like, what's I was what's dying happening? laughing at points. Oh, yeah. It was, and at moments that were wildly inappropriate. Yeah. Like, you know, like to, to be... Hashtag Moon Milk. Moon Milk. Uh, if anybody... <laughs> can we go see that movie... I want moon milk to me. People, people are like, why are you making a big deal about moon milk? Here's why. First off, why, <laughs> why, why? We're on the moon, so it must <laughs> be moon milk. All right, no, but but, oh, but to me that move that is that's that signifies what is wrong with that movie. It, yeah. I know. No, I'm I'm dead serious when I say like mm. the fact that they felt the need to call it. Like, it's just such a weird, stupid stuff. Like. It signifies every problem with that movie to me. Well, yeah, and, and I remember when the credits came on, we both noticed this. There was like what, like ten people writing the screenplay, <laughs> which is never, <laughs> that's never a good idea. Ne- and not only that, a lot of times what happens is you have what's called script doctrine, where people don't get credited. Yeah, I guarantee you that that was like you know uh, that that happened in. Uh, but it's making some money, but it's going to probably wind up being a flop. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we're talking about before before we start recording too, and we're uh, the possibility of a threequel because I mean, if you because I watched some of the, the press releases because I was like, yeah. I, I was when, when I was waiting for the Lobster, they were playing like press releases for the movie, yeah. and everybody was talking about, oh, this does really well, we're going to do a sequel to this, and I mean, I, well, they set it up, yeah, uh, you know. it's uh, yeah, the obvious set for a sequel, but I really don't know what's going to happen. Like, and speaking of, of another disappointment was uh, Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar was I liked it, yeah. but it but like it looked like one of those classic excellent Coen Brothers movies. And I, I adore the Coen Brothers. Yeah, and um, I just remember watching. It, I was like, this is missing something. It was there was some element. I mean, the cast was real good. Now the, the cast guy, was fantastic. Interestingly enough, the guy uh, who played the cowboy in that movie got cast as young Han Solo, which I is a perfect all for it. Yeah. Alden Ehrenreich. Uh, I, again, he's another guy that I think is going to be going to be like a big kind of a big big deal moving forward yeah. um but i think overall i mean yeah there were some disappointments here and there but but that, i mean well, that's the only two i can think of that, yeah. that i did see i mean zoolander 2 i knew was gonna be a flop i didn't want to sure. see it uh, well to me batman v superman even is not a big dc guy i really wanted it to be good and i think that i don't think that there is a even an argument for a bigger disappointment yeah that, you know like without question yeah so i mean i, I haven't seen it and i'll probably won't see it until it comes out on DVD, maybe one day. But... We should probably at least mention The Jungle Book being fantastic. Oh, The Jungle Book was amazing. I mean, I, it's been done to death that everybody loves that, but I mean, like, I, I, John Favreau's a guy who I really believe in as a director. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I delayed seeing it for a long time, so I remember I telling yeah. you about this. I can't stand talking to animals in movies. Yeah. I think it looks stupid, but in this movie, they really pulled it off. Man. The voice acting in this movie is just fantastic. Voice, but not only everything looks like what's jarring about it is, like, when that movie first starts, you're like, holy 
these are animals that are actually talking. Like, yeah. it's not it's just it's it's almost like unnerving because it's so realistic. It's, it's so yeah. Like it, it, it and again, I mean, man, it's it just like and, that, the, the, and speaking of like child, uh, you know child acting, that little kid yeah. did a great job. Again, another like example of just pure delight, like yeah. going to a movie and just being like purely like just just. I, I, the, both of you I talked about that, about that movie. I can't. No one said a bad thing about it. What? How could you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's probably one it's, of the best movies. Of the year. Movie, like, how how could you possibly say anything? Yeah, it was it? fantastic. Like, yeah, I I feel like we'd be remiss to not at least mention that. Oh yeah. Uh, my big disappointment for the year. My big big one was the Neon Demon, the Nicholas Winding Refn. Oh yeah. How was that? Uh, two acts of a really interesting movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he visually that guy unprecedented in Hollywood. Oh yeah. I'm the only guy forgives is best best movie. drive best. Li- Two acts, a very interesting movie. Third act goes off the rails, and I would argue abandons good taste. Oh, really? And it, 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 it just unforgivable mm. in terms of like, in my opinion, that movie was famously booed at Cannes, <laughs> uh, and, and I and I was like, really? Yeah. There, people walked out of my screening. They were so, really, yeah. It, well, uh, like out of disgust, or they, just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, I heard this movie had some very jarring image, but it's that. not even. But it's not even like it doesn't feel like organic. And ter- I don't know. Yeah. It just it it, it and I love Nick. Right. Like yeah. His Drive to me is one of those movies where you're just like, yes. Like this. Is, yeah. Every time I where watch it, you just it, sort of vomit great. and just like you want to just throw up your heart. You're so excited that this movie got and, made. And then Only God Forgives. It wasn't like a fantastic movie, but it showed a lot of promise. Like you know. Oh yeah. I was like I'm like because like, I remember watching. I was like this movie's all right, but I really well, want to that, see you and I, next movie. I think the joke we made is like it's either the best or worst movie I've ever you seen. You really can't tell. <laughs> one of the best trailers I've ever seen. Oh, by far the, yeah the let's fight thing you want to fight want to fight yeah oh god um, and he also did Bronson which was really good kind of mm-hmm. introduced the world to Tom Hardy a little bit yep. you know uh, but but yeah so so Neon Demon to me and it was like billed as a horror movie but it wasn't really like, but like yeah. I got excited initially because I heard he was directing a horror and I'm like oh my god of course you yeah. know like he and it just sort of yeah I'll definitely watch I it I can't picture a movie disappointing me more than, <laughs> than that movie did yeah I'll, uh, I'll definitely check it out because it, 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 it sounds interesting enough for me to watch it yeah I, sure and there are people that do like it um, but but yeah but I think overall even though box office is going to be down overall this year I'm, I'm like you know looking at the movies that I really like like you know even another movie I didn't get to talk about was um <clears throat> Uh, green room that movie. Oh yeah, I wanted to see that. Very violent and sort of difficult to. And that's uh, what's his name's last movie. Anton Yelkin. Well, no, he's got movies coming out. But oh, that's okay. the last one that he was in before he passed away. Before yeah. he passed away, just tr- ridiculous. Like, yeah, what happened with that? Right? He's, it was. It wasn't I even mean, anything. Yeah, it's like, how does that happen? It just a tra- absolute. Tra- I, mean, I guess you guys said no. He. Basically, he got hit by his own car. Yeah, because it wasn't because of a default in the in the in the shifter. Yeah, I mean, and, it's, it's just, and he just got pinned between his fence and his mailbox and his car. He was just on an incline, and he just got out of his car. It wasn't. Yeah, no drugs, the, not drinking. All, no. That's like the, like the most freak accident I've ever heard of in my life. And that's just. And I mean, he was just starting to build steam as an as an actor. I love him. Like, and, I mean, everything I've seen him in, but like as far as like you know, oh yeah, no, he's just like he's been building. Like Twenty seven years old. Yeah. Well, well, freak man, he's my age. Like he's yeah, you know, right. died that age of yeah. you know, but but. But but yeah, so that was like just a what is even yeah I was completely shocked. Yeah, I was, I, like how does that happen? Yeah, so so all right, so so uh, just overall twenty twenty sixteen, where uh, legacy of it, kind of just like it's been a good year. Been I, a good, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, two thousand fifteen was was a okay year. I think I think this this year's fixing to be a good year too. Sure, yeah, yeah, and I think like I'm interested to see what the Oscar season sort of brings us. You know, we got mm-hmm. that Birth of a Nation movie coming out. You know, which everybody's kind of buzzing about. Right. Uh, so that should be fun. You know, yeah. when that's sort of like that because I always like that sort of award season. You yeah, know, exactly. So yep. You and I do our Oscar pool every year. Yep. With, uh, with, with so I never won. With Mima. Never won. I've won all three years. Yeah, I know. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> he gets really upset with me. It's uh, very exciting. Well, we put but money in it, so it gets really. Well, we really put like a few, we, It's very friendly. We put yeah. like a few bucks in, and we all and I've won three years in a row. And he's so gracious about it too. He's he's, he's always he's very I, mature about it. Yeah. He's very like he's I, very I, humble I about it. I was very flaunty about my fourteen dollar win last year. Suck it, suck, suck it. it. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, at my mom's house saying oh. horrible things. To everybody just yell at your mom, push your mom down. Not quite, but but anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, well, Roger, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, of course, man, it was great. Uh, I think you were the perfect person to do this. I think you know, but but yeah. So so uh, maybe uh, toward the end of the year, uh, we'll 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 do maybe another similar oh, thing. Definitely, I'd love to do that. Sure, sure. Uh, well, anyway, thank you very much, guys. You can go to moderntimesmagazine.com, check out all of our various coverage, and uh, we will see you next week. Thank you very much, everyone. <laughs>